Welcome to the program. As always, you're free to join us here. And you can bring up whatever is on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, we got some, well, as you might expect, bad news in the realm of COVID. But we don't want to start there because there's just too much damn COVID, especially with the whole Omicron variant and people freaking out. and more. I will never be able to take the Omicron variant seriously because... I love Futurama. Okay. And of course, it has Lur of the planet Omicron Percy I8. And so, anytime uh, I hear Omicron, that's immediately what comes to mind is this goofy <laughs> cartoon made by Matt Groening. I always think of Unicron, which is the bad guy in the Transformers animated movie from the 1980s. Not the same word, but sure. close, like Very all, close. But two, all but two letters. Um, so I tweeted out a, a picture of that character because it's a giant planet that kills other planets is basically what it does. And okay. I, I uh, took an image from the, the movie and I, I said I should have made a meme, but I just tweeted it and, and wrote stuff it's like scientists have released a microscopic image of the new hashtag <laughs> Unicron variant attacking white blood cells as it's eating another planet. I'm going to text that idea and use Lur of Omicron Percy I8 instead. Hey, look, guys, we've zoomed in and we found what the new variant looks, <laughs> looks like. like. So uh, I don't know if we introduced ourselves. It's Ian here. And Bonnie. And Aria. So welcome to the program. Uh, open phones, as always. You can bring up anything that you want. Uh, we're going to start up with holiday shopping because, you know, Black Friday happened over the weekend or on Friday. And then, of course, the the holiday shopping supposedly continues. Numbers were down. Uh, apparently to Black Friday. I haven't looked for the whole weekend yet, but as far as when we checked on the weekend on, on Saturday, the numbers were like 20-something percent down. From what I've heard, Friday. the deals were terrible this year. That's what I've heard, too. But Your friend posted that online, right? Yeah, I had a friend that posted, like, I've been to three or four stores, and where are the deals? She hmm. lives in Dallas. Well, the deal is that it's not twice as much as it was a year ago because of the inflationary monetary policy of the federal government throughout the last year. Yeah, That's so the deal. The deal is we kept prices somewhat down, <laughs> right. that kind of thing. Your television That's today costs about the same amount as it did on Black Friday a year ago mm-hmm. because... That's that's the deal. Because money is worth less. The right. U.S. dollar and other currencies around the world are worth less. The other thing is, now whether it was because of the smaller turnout or not, not sure why, but there just didn't seem to be as many fights uh, this year. I really couldn't find any footage. Well, that gives me hope for humanity. Does it? <laughs> well, I mean... I've I've heard so many stupid stories, man. I mean, South Park did an entire uh, three episode special on this. It's really, really good for people who haven't seen it. I don't remember what the, it's a Game of Thrones spoof. It's very. It also led to the creation of the the storyline led to the video game, so it was really oh. cool in that regard as well. But yeah, you hear stories like people, you know, using their six month old child to like beat an old lady unconscious what? or something so they can get a television. I thought I mean, you were joking about that. I don't know if no, I've actually that heard that. Oh, <laughs> but you hear similar things. There's some to pretty that. crazy stuff. There there have definitely been adults who've kind of pushed children out of the way, like something you'd see in a movie, right? Like some sort of really desperate scene. And there have been some really desperate people out there. Apparently that didn't really happen this year. There was one shooting in uh, North Carolina. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, a lot of times the shootings don't have anything to do with Black Friday. It's just like coincidence that that happened. There was a lot of online shopping this year from what I can tell. I'd be curious to see if online sales are up. I suspect it is. Like Amazon and Musician's Friend, they were obnoxious with the number of notifications they were sending me to the extent Mm -hmm. that I ended up uninstalling both apps wow because it's just annoying so if you want to weigh in and share your thoughts you're welcome to do so but i wanted to talk specifically about spending 
habits, uh, specifically Americans spending on holiday shopping. And we've we've covered these things in the past. And in a lot of cases, the numbers are, are very similar. And actually this year, apparently consumers plan to spend a little bit less this year. Oh, they so they're did. going to get a whole lot less in gifts. Yeah, in 2019, uh, total spending in store and online, this is according to CNBC, did fall slightly from a year ago, which was the first decline on record. Wow. So I I would have expected that's interesting. So the the initial numbers I saw showed that it was actually up from last year because last year was way down compared to 2019 due to COVID. Right, all these people were too af- literally too afraid. Uh, My timeline to go up. screwed up. This January, this winter, it marks the sec the third winter of COVID. Right. Mm, only no, if you include- it will be. Well, let, let's say it started in March 2020. Then this will be the second. Well, it depends on when you think it started. So, I mean, they didn't start to freak out and lock down until it was March 2020. Okay, so I'm a few months off, but yes, that will mark the beginning of year three of this stuff. The beginning of it, yes. Okay, correct. Like right now kind of starts it, because I remember it was December when me and my friend were, he was just reading me. He's like, there's some disease in China that's killed nine people. Yeah, and some people say that it was found early on in the United States in the fall of of 2019. Well, at one point... At one point, the Red Cross had blood samples that contained the COVID-19 antibodies dated from December of 2019 that Mm -hmm. proved... Yeah, it was here. Yeah. Yeah. But that story vanished without getting the attention that it should have gotten? So, consumers are planning to spend just under $1,000, about, uh, on average, about $997 on uh, average for themselves and their families on holiday gifts this year, according to the National Retail Federation's annual survey, down from the pre-pandemic high of $1,047 in 2019. I plan to spend nothing, is, is my plan. Uh, I, I generally don't buy gifts for people on the I don't holidays. either. I mean, if you want to buy me a gift, don't. Use yeah. that money and buy yourself something instead. Cut out the middleman. You buy yourself something. If I want something, I'll buy it. You'll buy it for you. Everyone will be happier. Because you know what's best for you. Yes. Right? It's like, oh, thanks so much for this thing I didn't ask well, for. Tom Woods was talking about this today, and he said that people who think like that are inhuman. But no, it oh. makes complete, perfect sense. And it's very libertarian. If you absolutely <laughs> have to give someone a gift, give them cash, right? But if you want things to be equal... You have to give this person, you know, fifty dollars in cash, and then they're going to feel bad if they don't give you back fifty dollars right. in cash. Okay, so you both What's just keep point? your own cash and yeah. buy yourself something. It's yeah, it's like, so much more sensible. Tom Woods was talking about how there are some people that say Christmas is inefficient because you you both spend twenty dollars, but you wouldn't buy the thing somebody gave you anyway, so it's inefficient. But he said the people that um, think like that are the same people who think you just are supposed to keep breathing until you die and wear a mask every day and no i don't think that's, that's not true, true. no th- <laughs> the opposite is true well i wouldn't say that has anything to do with whether or not somebody says wear a mask every day i mean obviously <laughs> there's people with differing opinions about gift co- gift purchases who either do or don't wear masks so throw that one right out because that's ridiculous i just think uh, it's it's like a part of a fun part of life is like getting something you wouldn't buy yourself and giving someone something you're you're just like excited to see what they think. I think that there are well, first of all, most people aren't going to be honest with you. Okay, so when <laughs> when you give them something that they didn't really ask for and don't care for, they're not going to be rude to you and say, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
The world would be a better place if people did that, though. Yes, and give people honest feedback. Yeah, but that's not what's expected. That's not what people are looking for. Like Bonnie said, she wants someone to be excited about the thing that they get. And so it is kind, obviously, when someone gives a gift. It's thoughtful, unless it wasn't thoughtful. But generally, like they tried to think about who you are and what you're into. Or maybe they heard you say something. Like The best kind of gift is one where you might have been around that person and said, oh, man, you know, I will really wish I had blank. You make right? a good point. I'm not against the idea of giving gifts. I'm right. against this ritualized, organized, the obligation thing. Yeah. The, yeah. the obligatory That's, gift. I agree with that, too. Like, I, I don't want to have to give everybody, like, I work with a gift just because, right. you know, I work with them. So I agree with you there. The obligatory gift giving is the worst kind. The thoughtful one makes more sense. And you know what? If you If you want to stay in the safest territory... Get someone a consumable, right? So if you, instead of like getting them a T-shirt or some other thing or whatever, some sort of physical product that they may or may not need, they may already have a bunch of, right? Like, I don't need another shirt. I got plenty of them, right? Uh, they, they Here's may a not, can of soup instead. Well, something, <laughs> right? A fresh, uh, fresh fruit or, you okay. know, something that's good, a candy, something that, you know, is fairly unoff- inoffensive. Obviously, you know, some people don't eat sugar or whatever. Like, so you, you might have to know the person's diet to some extent, but that's a nice safe thing because usually... They're going to eat it, right? Like, unless it's just a fruitcake and disgusting or something <laughs> right. like that, right? The number is 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in here, again, Americans planning on spending just under $1,000. And the, the point we haven't gotten to yet is about half of them plan to go into debt to spend that $1,000. And you want to talk about a bad plan? we got more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. to Americans and their gift-buying habits, specifically the habit of going into debt in order to buy people what are, for the most part, obligatory gifts. And I think the three of us, we don't all necessarily agree on all the aspects of gift-giving, but we did agree that obligatory gift-giving is the worst kind of. Can I say that's true for all of us? Yeah. We all agreed with that? Absolutely. It's like where you... Everything associated with Christmas is one of the worst things ever. <laughs> And I want to rail about Christmas at some point before we actually get into the article, but... Well, why don't you rail rail about it then? Because I, mean, I have to next... organize my thoughts about okay. it. Okay, I'll start with how a lot of libertarians... You grew libertarians... up in the Bible Belt, by the way, for listeners that don't know. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons so that I hate jaded. Christmas, yeah. but it's not the only <laughs> okay. reason, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of libertarians were jokingly or semi-jokingly referring to it as a capitalism mess and things like that. But there's nothing capitalistic about Christmas, Capitalism is about savings. Christmas is just about consumerism, just raw, blatant mm. consumerism, buying cheap garbage that's only going to last you a few years. It's not about saving money. It's about spending money. That's Keynesianism. It's not Austrian economics. It's not going to help mm. people by spending their way into debt. Right. So that's my biggest gripe with Christmas. I also hate that, you know, Christmas music, I hate it passionately. And it's not just <laughs> it's not just a stylistic thing, right? Christmas. You are a musician. Yes. And Christmas music is horrible. I mean, most of it is anyway. Mm-hmm. Most of the mainstream stuff is. But it's not just because of that that I hate it. It's because Christmas and Christianity, they actually kind of have a little bit of baggage attached to them. 
You can't just play Christmas music at the mall and pretend like that baggage of millions of people murdered by Christianity throughout the centuries isn't there or doesn't count. Hmm. Or that Christians aren't actively advocating for abortion to be banned right now or trying to reinstate conversion therapy right now. Hmm. You can't just ignore those things and go, oh, it's just a happy little song. Yeah, celebrating a religion that's doing this to people today. That, by the way, stole a lot of Christmas from the pagans. Also true. Right? Like, it wasn't even an original idea from them. No, like the Christmas tree here. Yeah, they stole that straight up from the pagans. They stole the date from the pagans. Like, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. The sun god was dead on Hmm? December 25th. The sun god died on December 25th, according to so many religions and that's what they stole it from right so and it makes sense when you think about it right like early humans looking up at the sky they would they see the sun and they think god so they established all of these christianity is basically just sun worship repackaged mm-hmm. for the masses yep that's right and people don't realize that what book were we reading that talked a lot about that <laughs> the secret teachings of all ages okay yeah that's a really long book by the way i don't recommend it to anyone <laughs> i've never read it but i've seen zeitgeist and all of it aside, the first 30 minutes is about that, and it's pretty decent. Yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, – yeah, you're right. Zeitgeist did a good job of, of overviewing that stuff. I mean, they were misleading in some of the cases. Like, it's not as clear-cut and dry as they made it out to be. They're like, Mithras, born, born of a virgin on December 25th, died and was re- resurrected three days later. Yeah, but that's, that's actually not the story of Mithras. There's some similarities, but nothing that stark. Yes, yeah, Zeitgeist starts interesting and then just becomes a advocacy of uh, basically like Marxism. Yeah, Zeitgeist addendum remained pretty good, but moving forward was just basically, hey, let's push the Venus Project. That's what it was, yep. Which is right. just straight up communist nonsense. Well, and But it made me a communist at the time. Did it really? Well, I was <laughs> leaning toward that way at the time until they said something in the movie that just did not sit right with me. What and that, that was something like, you know, most people don't actually want to own a boat. They just want to have the privilege of being able to use a boat when they want. And I was like, well... I know like 15 people with boats right now sitting in their garages that have not been ridden or used in decades. Mm -hmm. They just want to own the boat. What you just said is fundamentally not true. Mm -hmm. They don't want to use the boat at all. They just want it as a status symbol. (laughs) Well, if it's sitting in the garage, it's not much of a status symbol. No one sees it there. Well, you can tell people you have a boat. Sure. And usually the boat is too big to actually fit in the garage, so they have to yeah. keep that particular door outside. open. Yeah. Or, or sit it outside or just on with, the a yard, cover, yeah. with a cover on it. But I don't think I knew anyone with a boat who actually regularly used it. Yeah, that's true. Well, the old joke about uh, boat ownership is the happiest days of your life with a boat are the first day you get it and the day you sell it. I believe it. And- because they're like a money sink, right? Well, it's definitely a money sink, um, and it's the, exactly what Ari is saying here. It's like overblown as far as how useful it is, and the people that get it, a lot of them just want to show it off, and they're not really boaters or whatever. Um, but even some who actually use it, like our co-host Mark, uh, do, were you around when he bought that boat? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just hearing it, and it sounds like such a Mark thing. Yeah, that's what Guess I was what thinking. he did with it. <laughs> Sold it. Obviously, he, he rode it around for a little while. He did actually like. I think he like floated it around the coast of Florida or something like that. Okay, so this wasn't. He didn't have it at the lake house here with him. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it ever came to New Hampshire. It would have made more uh, sense to have it at his lake house at least. Yeah, I have a yeah, lake house, so I want to get a boat. Right, you could use it regularly. I don't think he had the lake house at, okay. uh, at this time. 
But um, but he did get a boat, and then subsequently, I believe, either has sold it or is still trying to sell it. One, <laughs> one or the other. He's certainly not using it anymore, and I think uh, that was because his wife just was not interested in like living on a boat or something. I think that was what his uh, his plan was going to be. I don't know. So he bought like a massive boat? Um, not just like a, let's take this no, out of the lake it, for a day. I don't think it was like the super rich guy kind of boat. I think it was more of like like a sailboat basically but not like a dinghy but you can't you know? live on a sailboat I, I, no i think you can i think huh. there's like uh you know enough room down there you can sleep or or whatever i think that there might have been a I, again i'd never went on it so i don't know how big it, it was but him and his family did live on it uh for some period of one of the christmas seasons because you know he always leaves yeah. uh, new hampshire during the christmas season they sailed around on a boat mm. at one point it's crazy so yeah so we know well, a guy. can i go back to the christmas music <laughs> Sure. Yeah, of course. The thing about Christmas music and Christian music, I don't like the way it sounds as in I wouldn't just listen to it to jam out, but every time I hear it, I have to sing along with it because I don't know what it is. You just know it, including Christian songs for me because I also Mm -hmm. grew up uh, Christian. You make a good point about the distinction between Christmas and Christian music. Well, some right? are secular. <laughs> some Christmas songs are fairly secular. I hate both categories, mm-hmm. but the Christian one actually frustrates me and I want it to go away. I don't know. The song like Gloria is so fun to sing. It's like Taylor Swift. I hate Taylor Swift, but there's a couple songs that I'm just like, it's fun to sing and I don't let anybody yeah, know. I, I mean, I, I don't have the same seething hatred as you, Aria, but then again, <laughs> I didn't grow up in as restrictive of a Christian kind of environment. I mean, you had like was it fundamentalist parents? Yes. What's the the division of? Oh, they believe that the world is six thousand years old. Uh-huh. Uh, that the that's devil- pretty standard among Christians, isn't it? Not really. really. I mean, most of them realize that you know that can't possibly be true because mm. there were these things called dinosaurs and geology yeah, exists. A lot of them don't believe in that stuff. A lot of the fundamentalists don't. Yeah, don't they say that like but, Satan put the bones here in order to trick you? Yeah, those are largely the Southern Baptists, <laughs> and that's what my family was. I mean, okay. they they were full on, you know. The computer binary code is 666, and yeah. the Antichrist <laughs> is going to use Y2K to take over the world. Yeah, they had they, bunkers and stuff, right? And didn't they send you to pray the gay away camp or something like that? They did, <laughs> in addition to having us marching out there with loaded weapons, training us. If you hear even a leaf snap, you turn and shoot. You don't oh ask questions. <laughs> Fully nuts, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, I didn't have that level of uh, indoctrination, although my parents... It told me from a very early age, these people are lunatics. The number here is 603-283-6160. So I'm more like Bonnie when I hear Christmas songs come on. I'm more likely to just sing along or, you know, tap my toe. Or uh, More coming up here, the number is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been sort of generally talking about uh, Christmas, Christianity, Christmas music, gift giving, 
And the phones are open here, so you can bring up anything you want anytime. With you tonight, it is Ian. And Bonnie. And Aria. And we're also uh, getting into, at some point, the story about Americans and their spending habits when it comes to holiday shopping, with uh, approximately 45% of shoppers, so not quite half, oh wait, no, sorry, 56% of shoppers are planning on getting into uh, debt this holiday season to make their purchases, which for the most part are likely considered obligatory. They feel people feel like they have to. Buy See, that's how you gifts. know Christmas has gone too far. More than half of Americans are planning to go into debt in order to satisfy this stupid religious obligation that isn't even about religious stuff no. anymore. To the I call it Xmas because that's really all. It's just about gifts at this point. Mm-hmm. This would be a good year for Christians to prove that, you know, it's not really about that. Jesus is the true reason for the season. <laughs> that's what they say, but what's, you know, actions speak louder than words. What yeah, was the number again? Uh, 56% of shoppers, uh, according to the story here at CNBC, and strangely, they're using two different numbers in the story, but the, so the headline says okay, 56% of shoppers have made a purchase. With buy now, pay later, and 45% not, of shoppers plan to use buy now, pay later. So I'm not sure if it's 56% of shoppers have already used it, and then 45% are planning on using it. So anyway, roughly 50, roughly half. Now, refresh my memory. That's sort of like a layaway system, but it's like an app or something. Oh, Afterpay? Knows. Yeah, I love Afterpay. But it's not because I like get buy something I can't afford and I'm like, I can afford it if I make payments. It's just because it's better that way. I don't know. You just spend less and pay it off slower. I mean, I have a job and I pay it off, but I wouldn't go into debt for something. I'm not sure if this is the same as going into debt. I think it's technically going into debt. Um, Even if it's just like a $150 purchase, it's still a debt. Like anytime I buy some clothes, instead of paying it off all at once, I can choose to pay it off in four payments, but... No interest. If it charged interest, I'd pay it off all once. Yeah, I, when she told me about this, these services, and there's different ones out there. Yeah, I've used two. Um, that, uh, you know, I was like, well, how, if they're not charging interest, how are they making money if they're giving people like, okay, well, we'll just pay for this thing for you, and then you pay us four times, we'll charge you no interest on it. How are they making money? So yeah, because some portion of people are going to default. Yeah, that's definitely a factor, right? Like that was my first thought: was okay. Well, obviously they know people aren't; they're going to miss a payment, and that's when they're going to get them, right? Like that's when they're going to hit them with the the fees or or whatever. But apparently they're also making money from this um, from the sellers. So the sellers, sort of like Do- DoorDash, takes twenty percent or whatever from the vent from the. Uh, the restaurants and then charges you a fee as a customer on top of that in this case the customer doesn't pay the fee unless they miss a payment and they still charge the you know the, the merchant something to basically send them the business like the i guess the idea is hey this is a person who would not have bought your product because it cost them too much right because most people aren't like bonnie they are getting they are using the service because they feel like they can't afford the thing right now so they want to get it in payments and so i I'm, i presume that the pitch to like hey here's why you should you know here amazon here's why you should take this i'm not saying amazon takes it but like right. they would come to the company and say you should take our buy now pay later service because 
will guarantee that we'll cover any defaults. Maybe I'm just guessing like what they're what they're telling these people. We'll, we'll guarantee we cover any defaults and we're giving you new business because these are people who otherwise wouldn't have bought your product. That's my guess. I've only ever seen them on um, the Internet until recently, too. When I went to San Antonio, uh, me and my friend went to the mall and he was getting like an outfit for his birthday. And they asked him if he wanted to use Klarna like at the counter. And he was just like, that's one of them. It's like K-L-A-R-N-A. Um, that's one of the buy now, pay later things. And he was like, what is that? And I explained it to him. And he was like, that's awesome. Just because I won't have to pay as much right now. And it's just less off at each paycheck I paid off. So, yeah, he, you it can do it in real It still seems better life. to me to just go ahead and pay it off. I mean, he had the money there, right, to yeah. go ahead and do it. So He just... was intending to buy it, but I don't know. It's generally, yeah, I tend to agree with you on this, Aria. I think that it is not good. I mean, I'm no expert, you know. I, I don't take financial advice from me, but I mean, I've always considered myself pretty good at saving. And the way I do things as far as spending is concerned is I won't buy a thing unless I have a certain amount of like multiples of that amount in savings. So, like, if there's a thing that I'm looking to get, let's say it's a large purchase, like, you know, TVs aren't a large purchase anymore, but, you know, when it when I bought the TV I had was in the, the aughts, and it was $1,000, you know? Wow. Like, you know, this was 15 years ago. It still works, and so it's still pretty good. Uh, but uh, you know, for me, I wanted to make sure, okay, well, I want to have, like, 5000 in the bank before I go and I spend $1,000, because it would be stupid to have only like a thousand and ten dollars, and then go and spend a thousand and only have ten dollars left, right? Mm-hmm. So I always want to have like a buffer before I'll even consider making a purchase like that. But a lot of people they want a thing now, and that's sort of an, well, like they an should American... trade themselves out of that. Yes, they should. But this is the <laughs> this is a problem with a lot of Americans is that they want that immediate gratification of oh I see a shiny thing that I want. And I'm going to go ahead and get that. Oh, look, here's an easy way for me to get this thing. I can just make payments. And the thing that they don't realize, of course, is that unexpected things can happen. So, yeah, Bonnie, you're a responsible young lady. You're going to make the payments. You've never missed a payment, right? No. So, I mean, that's I can understand why you do what you do there. But a lot of people aren't that responsible. Or things happen. And the other thing is getting addicted to it. Because there was a point where I had like three different afterpay things happening at once. And it was kind of like... Too much. Too much. Like, so I'm sure you can go crazy with it. Like, yeah. oh, it's so cheap. But and then, then you, you go have in three, over your head. the same amount as, you know. Well, that, right. Then you go in over your head and you've spent more than you really, you can really afford. Or again, life intervenes and unexpected financial events occur, right? Like, we don't know when those events are going to occur, but we know they're That's going That's why they to, suck so much. Yeah. We know they're going to occur. Your car breaks down. Cars, you have a one. physical, you know, accident. You cut your finger off or something like that, right? Like something happens to you. Uh, you have to go to the hospital. Now you got a hospital bill or whatever. These things occur in life. And now all of a sudden, the money that you were going to spend on the buy now, pay later, you know, you were already two payments in. You had two more payments to go. Okay, well, do I want to spend money to fix my car so I can go to work? Or do I want to spend money on the buy now, pay later so I don't incur whatever fees that they're going to hit you with because you miss you miss a payment and obviously you need to spend money on the car so you can go to work and earn more money right so and you get hit with the fees and you get hit with the fees and now you're deeper into debt than you had originally planned to be and so it just this stuff piles up on people and plus a lot of the people who do buy, do buy now pay later also have a credit card right so they're also oh, tra- god i hope not right well but i know you're right the the americans have a ton of debt 
fact, I think we were, I don't know if you were on the show, but we, we looked it up recently. It's something like $90,000 worth of debt. Yeah, I was there that night. Yeah, per, per American. So that includes college loans and that includes a you know home loan or a car loan or, or whatever it is that they've got. So on average. But that's per American. Per American. Which includes five-year-olds who have zero debt. Maybe. I would think that they would factor those people out, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how they, they calculate. But either way, it's a, it's a staggering number, whether you include children in it or not. Staggering. Uh, so people just don't have the financial experience, and they don't teach people these things in government school. Right? No, they're too busy learning how to diagram sentences and how to do differential calculus and other useful skills that they will absolutely need at some point in their adult lives. So a company called Cardify polled more than 2,000 adults, this is according to CNBC, and for the first time, 45% of shoppers plan to use Buy Now, Pay Later or BNPL services for their holiday shopping to spread out their expenses. It's become more mainstream, said the CEO of Cardify. He says the consumer over the last 12 months has become more compulsive. And BNPL products are the result of us being locked up for too long and wanting more instant gratification. <laughs> so people have not gotten better at, you know, reducing their desire for give it to me now. And they've gotten worse. More people are jumping on board this. You want to share your experience and story? Call us. Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. 603-283-6160. If you want to call in and tell us you know, your experience with some of these financial services, we're talking about buy now, pay later. Uh, have you ever gotten into a bit of a sticky situation with one of these things unexpectedly? Because we were talking during the break. All right, you said this is what they count on, right? These businesses yeah. count on people screwing up. But that's well. You said they get a fee from the retailer as well, so that's good. But. Yeah, that's what I looked at here. I wanted to see exactly what it costs to be a merchant and take on one of these. You mentioned Afterpay is one of them. Klarna is another one, and there's several of these things. But Afterpay and Klarna are two of the biggies, and they allow people to divvy up payments into three or four payments. So if you're going to buy a two hundred dollar piece of whatever. Then it's four fifty dollar payments, and if you make them all on time, you don't actually have to pay any fee on top of that. So, which is good, yeah, and it's a lot better than you know using two hundred dollars on a credit card and being guaranteed to pay a fee. That's true. I was thinking about this as well during the break, because the interesting things are happening with overdraft fees and stuff like that. Because there now there are these online banks, one of which I use, mm-hmm. that doesn't have overdraft. Wow, you got a bank. Yes. Oh, wow. Cool. Well, it was only for my, you know, paychecks at my <laughs> other job for so long, and that's like right. all it's ever been for. So they didn't shut you down yet. Right. That's good. Yeah. And it's an online bank. So there's no overdraft fees or anything like that. So if I were to overdraft, mm-hmm. they don't hit you with that $30 fee or whatever that mm. your average bank does. Then right. What do they do if you overdraft? Do they cover it? They spot you that amount. And mm. when you get paid or whatever, you can leave them a tip if you want. But you don't nice. have to. And wow. it's not going to affect your ability to, they call it spot me. There must be a limit on it, though. I mean, if somebody tries to ding you yeah, for $1,000. Like, I think it's like $45. Okay. But okay. if your account has been open long enough, it goes up to 90 All right. That's fair. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's lot, no $35 a people, fee. A lot of people, I mean, 
I don't spend a whole lot of time in banks, especially these days. But right. uh, you know, it you don't have to stand in line at a bank for too long before you hear somebody having a bitch fit at the bankers about getting hit with fees. Dude, they make tens of billions of dollars in overdraft fees. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's obscene, well, a lot of and them, it's on the poorest people in the United sure. States. Well, yeah. because because a rich person doesn't even care. Uh, you know, a rich person doesn't even look at their bank account, right? It's like right. except for once a year or however often they do it. Yeah, Bonnie, you caught the one of the banks here. They hit you with a fee for, for no overdraft, reason. even though she had nowhere near zero balance. Yeah, I what? went and explained it to them and showed it to them. And they said, "Oh, it looks like it's because you had this check coming in pending." But that didn't it, make sense. Because... And I was like, but but you see, even before I ever tried to deposit that check, I had enough money for this. More it, than enough. Way more than enough money for this. And it just says that uh, it put me into negative when it didn't. Yeah, and it was she a total, was like, oh, you're right. Yeah, a total Glad you caught that. quote unquote error. And mm, that just happened to be on the verge of making the bank 30 plus dollars. Yeah. And so, of course, they reversed it because usually when you go in, if you've got a good history with a bank and you've never had one of these things happen before, even if you did really overdraft, you can just get that. You can ask and they'll give you. I've you done know, that about five, six, seven times. Yeah, they'll give it to you. Right. They, oh, you, you, you came in, you complained. All right, we'll give it back to you. But what our theory was, well, how do you know that they don't just have like a program that just randomly dings people's accounts for a $35 fee, you know, once they very well song. might. And then it's just like, what percentage of people are paying that much attention to their bank account to where they're going to pick up on it and like, oh, hey, how'd this get in there, right? Because if you've got a bunch of stuff in your bank account, if you've got a ton of transactions, you might just overlook it, even if you are taking a close, you know, if you are looking at your bank statement every single month. And if you're just not even paying attention, then it'll be way too late and you'll have no idea. So, I mean, there's probably a bunch of people that just get hit with that fee and they just they just eat it. They never even complain about it. And God knows how many tens of thousands or I wouldn't hundreds put it of thousands past banks at all to do that either. Yeah. I oh, mean, whoops, Wells Fargo, it was just a bug. Yeah, Wells Fargo was busted just a few years ago, or maybe it was Bank of America. I don't remember which one, but one mm-hmm. of these two major banks was busted opening up fake accounts under existing customers' names so that they could make more money in interest or some sort of nonsense like that. And it ultimately ended up costing the customers money, and they made billions of dollars doing it. There were no consequences whatsoever for this. I think the SEC said some some, government agency said, oh, you have to pay $54 million to us right now, which was just a tiny slice of what they made (laughs) in profits by stealing from their customers. And they gave it to the government, not back to the customers? Right. Obviously. Wow. So um, here's how it works. According to kicksdigitalmarketing.com, just looking for, because you know, Afterpay won't tell you on their website. you got to like talk to them, right? And then they'll tell you what they charge. But these people say that uh, in order to sign up for one of these buy now, pay, la- pay later services like Afterpay, you'll pay 30 cents a transaction plus a 4 to 6% commission fee. The larger the transaction, the lower the fee. And they point out this is obviously higher than your typical like Visa fee or whatever, right? Visa, MasterCard, probably going to charge you 3%, PayPal, 2.9%, plus the $0.30 transaction. So, you know, it's a little bit pricier than those. But their claim, of course, Afterpay's claim, is that they're going to bring you more business. And when you go to their, their pitch page on their website for retailers, that's basically the pitch is we will give you, you know, more customers are going to buy your product. And when they do... The business gets paid immediately because Afterpay pays for the, you know, they pay the bill. Right. And then the customer just owes them. 
in that case. And they claim that businesses get up to 20% more sales. They say, as our partners see a 20% increase in cart conversion on average and more repeat customers. So is the 4 to 6% that you're going to spend in commission on these sales worth it? Well, the answer would be, yeah, if they're really new customers. If indeed they are customers that would not have bought your product to spend 4 4% or 6% when you probably were going to spend 3% on the credit card, right? Cuz this is mostly online shopping. Can you ever you, can you use these things at store Yeah, I was fronts? just telling you like I uh Nolan or my friend in San Antonio used it whenever I went down there at a storefront and I okay. was like, "Wow, I did not know that they did that." Do they have like an interface on the cash register? They have or you download the app and yeah, uh, something with their cash register, I'm okay. sure, and I just thought that was crazy. Yeah, so for the most part, I mean, this for these merchants, it makes sense. Right? Yeah, there's not much downside for them, and for the customers that are responsible, it can work for them. Um, there's actually one of the companies that I was looking at, like a rundown on how these things work. One of them actually doesn't even hit people with, like, if you miss a payment or if you are late or something, they'll they still won't hit you with a fee. It's only if you miss the payment entirely, then it goes to the credit reporting agencies, and okay. then they, they ding your credit in that case. So some of them are different. There are worse things. Yeah, some of them work differently uh, than others. But still, I think to come back around to being financially sound, I think it's a, just a bad plan. Because you, even if you can quote-unquote afford it, well, then just go ahead and buy it if you can yeah. if you can afford it. The less debt you can take on generally in life, I think the better off you are, the well, more prepared you are for unusual emergency rainy day circumstances. Yeah, and it kind of suggests that these people cannot save money. Like they're incapable of saving money. If they wanted this thing and it cost $200 instead of, you know, spending it's using this thing to go ahead and buy it and then make, you know, four fifty dollar payments, why can't they just take $50 and set it aside each week or whatever? Mm-hmm for four weeks or four months or whatever, and then go and buy the thing. I really felt like I couldn't set $50 aside every week. Like, I really felt like it was just And that's just the impossible. discipline that's going to keep those people poor, the yeah. lack of discipline. I mean, for you, it's fine. But for them, the, the average person doing this, they're going to remain poor, in poverty their entire lives because they haven't learned self-discipline. That's right. And this is how they spend on everything, right? Yes. They, they, they take this on wherever they can. They're taking on credit card debt. They're taking on buy now, pay later. And this is the problem with Americans in general. And I'm sure there's other people in other countries that do this as well. It's where people spend to their income and beyond. It's really the government's fault because it's just so hard to live in America. It's just so hard to not live paycheck to paycheck. Like I really was trying not to whenever I was like addicted to these things. And it's mm-hmm. not because I was like just getting all this stuff I didn't really need. It would be like, wow, I have like no pants. I have I have like the same amount of, or like I wear the same pants over and over. Mm-hmm. I need to buy some pants. Oh my gosh, I can pay for it in four payments instead. That makes it so much better. Then maybe you'll get a couple things you wouldn't have normally gotten. But I was, I've, I've never been frivolous. Like, you know me, I've yeah, never I know been you. frivolous. Yeah, you are a frugal uh, young person and I, I'm impressed with that for and sure. I've... I was still living like paycheck to paycheck. It was like really hard to save. I would get a savings up. Something would happen. I'd have to use it. Yeah, That's certainly true, That's true of some people. But I think of other people like some of my family members who it wouldn't matter how much money they made an hour mm-hmm. or a day or a week. It's all spent. It's all spent. It will always yeah. be spent and they will always spend more than that amount. That's the thing. People spend over 
what they earn. Well, I guess I would start to do that whenever I was just like, this doesn't even like, what's the point of my life anymore? Like, it's like I'm only working to live. I'll go spend some money. Like when I would have times when I'd be like, I'm going to be really good and disciplined. But then it's just like boring to live that way. So then there, I'd be like, what's the point? And I'd go out drinking all the time. So what's the word for that kind of uh, mentality of like effing? nihilism? Is it nihilism? I don't know. I'm a nihilist, and I don't think that you would save some money. Yeah. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You want to weigh in here. Hour number two coming up on Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and of course, you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. We've been talking about buying habits overall. Americans are going into debt, about half of them, to do their Christmas spending. And as we talked just generally about Christmas spending and gift buying as sort of this obligatory behavior that really is not a good plan, especially if you don't have the money to do it. You know, it's one thing if you're flush with cash because you work for a government contractor or something like that, uh, and then you can just afford to buy people things. But if you get into debt simply because you feel like you have to buy a gift for everybody at your you know immediate and secondary family I suspect members, it's mostly for their kids, though. Wouldn't you think? I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. The like, hype is real among kids. I mean, they look forward to Christmas. I know I did when I was a kid. Sure. Yeah. And that's what's so messed up about the whole Santa Claus myth about Santa Claus bringing presents. It's because parents are obligated to buy their kids presents because otherwise, why does Santa forget about us? And that's sad. Well, parents shouldn't lie to their kids, number one. I mean, that's the that's the biggest problem with Santa Claus is it <laughs> creates a, a relationship of dishonesty with between parents and kids and it's hard to it's hard to undo that kind of damage once it, it's done. It is. And it, it's weird that society just accepts it as normal that oh yeah, we we're, we're just going to lie to our kids for the first 10 years of our lives or of their lives and they'll figure it out eventually. Like that doesn't sound like very good parenting to me. Yeah, it's I, I I wouldn't do it that way, but then again, you know, I have no plan to have children. If I was uh, going to have a kid, though, I'd want my kid to be the one on the playground going, "You idiots believe in Santa? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? You you believe this magical fat guy travels the entire world, and you don't even have a chimney, right. John? Yeah. What is wrong with <laughs> you? You live in Florida or whatever." 
Uh, so you can bring up what you want. By the way, with you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Aria. So the story that started this whole conversation, we've just kind of been able to touch on it here from CNBC. About 45% of shoppers are planning to use what's called buy now, pay later. And CEO of a company called Cardify polled more than 2,000 American adults to find out what their intentions were with their intending uh, their intention to spend almost a thousand dollars on gifts, which is actually down from 2019. It was a thousand forty-seven in 2019, and today just under a grand. Uh, about half of them planning on putting it on buy now, pay later. He says it's because Americans are even more compulsive buyers than ever. Somehow he he says that people being locked up has made them want more instant gratification. And maybe that comes back to what you were saying just a moment ago, Bonnie, where at, at some point in your life you have felt this, maybe more than one point, where like you have the ability to save and you were living frugally and saving, but sometimes you're like, well, my life sucks. I'm working at a job I don't like and I'm saving to do what? Do more work at the job I don't like? So yeah. then you'd go out and you'd sort of splurge spend on drinking a bunch or maybe buying things on credit or something, right? Yeah. I think it's, and, and you, you use the term nihilism, but we're not really sure if that really is what the word we're looking for here to... I think maybe, most people would call it nihilism, but mm. it wouldn't fall in line with my interpretation of nihilism. And what is your interpretation of that? That value is subjective and that that's meaningless. It basically, if nothing has an objective value, which is what nihilism basically mm-hmm. suggests, then nothing matters. Just do whatever you want. Burn the house down. Burn, kill yourself. You know... Spend yourself into debt, whatever, right? Because nothing matters. Right. But the actual nihilist position is that it doesn't matter that nothing matters. It, my happiness matters to me, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter to me that my happiness is objectively irrelevant to the universe at large. It still matters to me. Right, because mm-hmm. it's your that's experience. A lot, a lot nicer than I thought of it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's definitely a good way to look at it. And But coming back to the idea that everything is subjective, then what Bonnie sounds like she was experiencing was a range of subjectivity going from feeling like saving is a valuable thing to do to feeling like, F this, what's the point? And then sort of cycling between those things, like knowing the right, the quote unquote right thing to do, but not seeing a future in what you were doing at the same time. And that seems like a really frustrating place to uh, to be. Well, the future is bleak. <laughs> I mean, it is. You, you got <laughs> you think so? I mean it, is that why you do what you do? I mean being here in New Hampshire and working towards, you know, more freedom, are you really uh, The negative? future is bleak for most people, right? Okay. But for the liberty-minded optimist, no, the future's wonderful, right? So you're an optimist. I don't know if I'd go that far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I certainly see I see a possibility of good things in the future. Mm-hmm. Whatever that what whether that makes me an optimist or not, I see the possibility being there of, you know, Liberty being successful somewhere and people actually being free to live their lives. For most people, that's not their goal. That's not their dream. They dream of having 2.5 kids, a house, a white picket fence, a three-car garage or whatever. And they know on an instinctual level that those things are forever beyond their reach. And it makes them feel hopeless and it makes them despair. Which feeds into these vicious cycles of, well, it doesn't matter. I'm never going to actually attain all these goals anyway, Mm -hmm. so why not? Why not buy that extra 12-pack of beer or whatever? Instead of buying Bitcoin. Yeah. That $4 <laughs> I'm spending on that beer, it's not going to matter. Sure, they could put that $4 in savings into yeah. Bitcoin yeah. and 
you know, sure, it's only four dollars. Could but buy a lot of beer now if you spend it on Bitcoin. <laughs> you absolutely could. But and, I mean, most people don't live in the world that no, they way. They don't. Another thing related to all this you guys are saying that was happening to me at the beginning of 2020 was I had like a list of like things I wanted to do, like goals, because I felt like everything was just so up in the air and unorganized in my life. And I w- would always put learn about Bitcoin on there because I had started listening to you guys' show, learn how to buy some Bitcoin. And I just never did because I, it goes back to what I was telling you whenever I came back from San Antonio. Like, I feel like cities are just like a trap, a web of distractions. Like, Hmm. it's like so many things I could distract myself with. I feel like my brain is just clearer here in New Hampshire. Like when I got back, I was just like, I can breathe. It's like, my brain is clearer. I wasn't just like I had so many like it sounds like stupid, but I felt like I had so many friends and like opportunities to be doing anything else other than sitting in my house bettering myself. Mm. Could that have been because you were only there for a limited time frame, though? Oh, like, no, what, she means just living in the city. When I live there. Like, okay. yeah. that, uh, she, I think you've expressed I think it's on the air you've expressed this before. The idea is like in the city, there's constant um, stimulation, right? Like it's like. You can go out. There's all these things that you can do. And, you know, you can be over here shopping or you can be over here at a, at a show or a concert or going out to the bar with your friends. And, you know, it's not to say that you can't go out in a smaller place, but the reality is there aren't as many things that you can right. do. Right. Like, well, you, here, can go can, you can go to the bar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is technically a bowling alley. Or you could go and then for, there's the bar. You could go for a walk in the park, right? You yeah. can take your dog. There are things you can do, but you have to put a little more effort into it. It's not like slapping you in the face with all these opportunities like, for things to do. I felt like I could never read because I just had no space in my brain mm. whenever I lived there. And ever since I've moved here, I read all the time, right? That's true. Uh, so, yeah, I think a lot of people are in that situation. It would be interesting to look, Bonnie, and look and see, do city dwellers do more of this sort of credits spending than people in rural areas i wonder about that i've never even thought about that before i was also working like a lot like i worked so much every single i worked every single day like i but couldn't take a day off yeah i just couldn't get ahead i had to work every single day well it's expensive living in cities mm-hmm. no doubt of that let's talk more about buy now pay later the ceo of cartify says customers are more compulsive than ever it allows shoppers to break their purchases in equal installment payments, often interest-free, which can make even the biggest ticket items seem affordable and the smallest purchases seem almost negligible. That doesn't sound like it's because of the pandemic, though. It sounds like it's because of things like buy now, pay later, that they're more, more impulsive. Could be. It's like, oh, here's this app that allows a you. a new product. Yeah, people are more impulsive now, and it's so weird because we just gave them this app that allows them to be more <laughs> impulsive, but we're going to blame so COVID for this. They're playing to that that nature of yeah their business model is designed to do this to people is to allow people to be more impulsive and then to act surprised that people are more impulsive than ever it's similar to old school layaway plans except consumers get the product up front and pay for it in incremental amounts and you know it's interesting they bring up layaway bonnie do you know what that is yeah okay you know what it is right Uh, I I worked at Kmart when I was a teenager, so uh, I worked mostly in the electronics department, but the department next to me was the home center layaway department, so I was trained to run layaway, and let's talk about that coming up here in a moment. It's been a while since I've uh, flashed back to the, uh, the layaway experience. More coming up here. You can share your thoughts with us. It's Free Talk Live. (laughs) 
It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. If you want to join us, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been talking about gift giving and buying habits, bad financial habits, like getting into debt, spending past what you earn, those sorts of things. Of course, Americans love to do that, with now nearly half of Americans going into debt just to do obligatory holiday spending. And uh, you know, we haven't all agreed on everything in here tonight, but we do all agree that obligatory gift buying is the worst kind. Uh, earlier, uh, Aria, you and I were talking about the idea of just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'll get you a gift card. Will you get me a gift card? Or I'll give you $50. You give me 50 It's just this stupid, like, spinning money around kind of thing that doesn't make any sense when you do that stuff. Well, but, it makes Walmart wealthier. But if you buy somebody some Bitcoin, now that's a pretty good way. Like, you know, you want to talk about a financial gift that makes sense because gift cards don't make any sense because if you, unless you get them a gift card to somewhere that you know they shop all the time, it's like, oh, well, here's the, you know, AutoZone gift card. I don't have an AutoZone in my town or I never go there. Like, it's just going to sit in their wallet. It's going to expire. It's going to get hit with the, the fees and then, you know. Don't be that person who gives out AutoZone gift cards for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So gift cards usually don't make much sense. Uh, and, and as you said, that just benefits the business. The businesses love to sell gift cards because they know a bunch of people are never going to use them. That's why gift cards are so pr- are, are profitable. That's mm-hmm. why they do them. I don't know what the percentage is are like as far as what percentage of gift cards never get used, but it's something. Or at least Some never get amount. used fully. Like you have $2 left on it and you just kind of throw Some it away. Some of them never get touched at all yeah. by the people who, who receive them. They just forget about it. It sits in their wallet. And, and then before you know it, some of these gift cards have automatic, automated fees. Like, oh, yeah, there's no fee for the first year. But then after the first year, if you haven't used the gift card, well, then it's a $5 a month fee. And before you know it, there's no balance left. Right? At first I was surprised. But now that you've you know mentioned that, I have had at least one gift card that I just had and forgot about and never yeah. used. Yeah, that happens a lot. Uh, so gift cards, bad plan, cash, pointless. Why bother with that? But buying Bitcoin kind of makes sense, especially if you're buying it for people that don't have it, right? Like that's a unique gift. They've never been given something like this before. And, you know, maybe that'll incentivize them to learn a thing or two about it. If you're ready to learn about Bitcoin, get over to Bitcoin.com. And we should point out, they'll also sell you Bitcoin over at, and Bitcoin Cash over at Bitcoin.com. Not just Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. Uh, Bonnie was checking out the other day and they have a bunch of different cryptos that they sell on Bitcoin.com really? now. Yeah. Good for them. So uh, check that That's out. That's exchange.bitcoin.com, no, right? No, oh. not their exchange. Just straight there on the front page. It's right there on the wow. front page of the website. Yeah, so check it out at Bitcoin. Well, I haven't been there in a few months. Yeah, I don't know how you have to pay. I don't know all the details about it, but there's a there's something there on the front page. So check that out and click Get Started at the top of the page to learn about cryptocurrency and get started on the process because this is technology that is super important to the world of finance. And uh, you, you really ought to spend some time this holiday season to learn about it. Bitcoin.com. So we've been talking about bad financial habits and how many Americans have them. According to the story here at CNBC, they were describing what Buy Now, Pay Later is, where you can break up payments into uh, installments. But I had mentioned layaway before we went to the break there. Just for whatever reason, it came back up into my mind. Like, this was a thing. Oh, the article mentioned it. Sort of, they described Buy Now, Pay Later as similar to layaway, except the customer gets the product. So layaway, for those for those of you who are you know, teenagers who don't know what layaway is or whatever. It was my a- aunt loved that stuff, dude. 
the yeah. term layaway and how she pronounced it is just <laughs> permanently burned into my memory. How'd she pronounce it? I don't. I wouldn't be able to mimic it. Oh, okay. I can't mimic the way my southern uh, relatives talk either, but I can say they usually shorten the amount of syllables somehow. Yeah, the, it was a two-syllable word Layway. the way she said it. Layway? Yeah, very similar to Take that. Take the A out, basically. But with a little more southern twang to it. Uh-huh. But they also add syllables, too. Like, my grandma says boy, <laughs> like, but not at all like the way I said it. So Southern accent's a weird one, man. So what is it? Well, it's a. it used to be an entire section. So when I worked at Kmart in the 1990s, uh, it was an entire section of the store that's behind like a wall and there's, you know, a gate or whatever. There's a, a locked door. Uh, customers aren't allowed inside the layaway department. There was just a counter. And then, you know, you would come up to the counter as a customer and it's it's like Christmas season and it's uh, you know just after Halloween or something like that, and you want to get the gifts for the kids for Christmas season, so you put them on layaway because you don't have good financial sense and you can't save money, and so you put it on layaway. It's and- almost like they didn't have an entire year to plan for the fact that Christmas <laughs> was coming, right? It just came. Right. No one was expecting it. It just came <laughs> yeah. out of the blue. Suddenly, oh no, <laughs> I have a bunch of gifts to buy. Yeah, who would have thought they could put away $20 a month or whatever and then have some money to buy Christmas gifts with? $20 a month, that's a pretty good Christmas for most yeah. kids. That would require them to actually like not buy alcohol and cigarettes for a few weeks here and there and or whatever it is, pizza or you know going out to dinner uh, five times a week or whatever the bad habits are, going to sh- Starbucks every day. It would require them to have a little bit of financial uh, you know, intel- intelligence and, and do that. But nope, they show up to the layaway department and then they put all the things that they want and then you'd put it in like a plastic bag and you'd, you'd associate it in a computer like an old, back in the day it was like a monochrome monitor because the system had been in place for however many years. Were there and additional fees? Um, there was a fee. Okay. Now I don't remember how much it was. It wasn't crazy or no. whatever, but there was a fee and I think you also, um, like of course if you didn't pay it off... Well, they keep the fee, and then they just put the products back out on the shelves after a certain amount of time, right? Like, and they you... kept the first payment that you yeah. made as well, right? Yeah. So if okay. you reneged on the on the layaway payments, then you lose it. You lose the payment. I don't. I don't know if you got some money back. Like, I don't remember all the details. It's been you know twenty five years or whatever sure. since, since I was in the department. But interestingly, I remembered as we were talking about this during the break, like Walmart had gotten rid of layaway a few years ago, and then due to popular demand, brought it back. But then they only brought it back for jewelry, apparently. So they've been whittling it away. Who needs layaway for jewelry from Walmart? Mm -mm. The same people that need layaway. Isn't a Walmart necklace like $3? (laughs) They have... They have like jewelry with real like diamonds and stuff in there. But my thought was always, if you're going to go and buy a nice ring or whatever for somebody, why would you want it from Walmart? It's just the name Walmart would bother me. Do you like my engagement <laughs> ring from Walmart? <laughs> it's, no, it just doesn't sit right. Well, it, look. it was it may have been $1500 sure, but it came from Walmart. Yeah, exactly. Like it could be really expensive, but you'd still know it's from Walmart. See, I didn't know they held them that. Yeah, exactly. That's true. <laughs> I didn't know they actually had like nice jewelry because I hear, you know, Walmart and I think, well, they've okay, got a case. Yeah. Like I mean, I've walked by the section. I've never actually looked at it, but I don't know, I know how it nice or yeah, I've never looked in I, it, looked in it. Well, I knew they had jewelry, yeah. right? Yeah. Of some description. I just assumed it was all like, you know, $20 <laughs> cracker jack rings. Yeah, right? <laughs> 
because it's Walmart. That's what I expect from Walmart. So apparently the retailer has been uh, working to scrap layaway. So, you know, when they got rid of it and brought it back, they started working to get rid of it again. And according to businessinsider.com, in a story just published uh, two months ago, it's gone. Layaway is has been put to death. It is over. Layaway is gone. And it's been replaced with buy now, pay later at Walmart. They teamed up with a company called Affirm, which partnered with Walmart in 2019 with the intention of eventually replacing their layaway program. So, so yeah, this buy now, pay later thing, you know it's hitting the big time if Walmart's offering it, right? Like, it's no everywhere. The number is 603-283-6160, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Free Talk Live. Open phones. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. We're talking about bad financial habits and com- companies looking to take advantage of people's bad habits there's plenty of them out there and we were just off the air talking about payday loans and the just insane levels of interest that people get charged but of course the people who operate those loan businesses will tell you the reason why they have to charge levels of interest like that is because a lot of their customers they aren't responsible people and they they run on the loan right like they get the loan and then they never come back uh, that kind of thing. So they have to sort of make up the the losses from their customers who do come back and uh, and make payments. It's uh, it's an ugly, ugly world out there for the people that are are unbanked and trying to uh, to do some level of financial services. It sucks. It and, does. And you know these predatory institutions, they don't make anything better. I, I certainly understand. Why there could be a need for something like this, mm-hmm. right? Like a poor person who's trying to be responsible. Oh, no, they have to get hospitalized for three months or whatever, so they need a loan, right? Yep. Things like that can happen in an event like that. Some sort of title loan you had mentioned off the air would presumably be helpful. But there's got to be a better way. Well, I mean, I think Bonnie touched on it earlier. Like the better way is to actually have a decent economy where people aren't living paycheck to paycheck or at least... You know, they don't have to, right? Because Bonnie was able to live frugally and it was tough, right? Like yeah. even even being a frugal person, it was very, very difficult to live uh, paycheck to paycheck. And that's true for a lot of people out there. A lot of people, they don't have the financial uh, experience to do that. And it's even harder for them. Uh, but if we actually had money that wasn't devaluing constantly, that would help, right? Like if people actually had the incentive to save, because that's one other thing, right? Like if the money becomes worth less over time, now most people don't really understand inflation, but I think they, they level, feel it on yeah. some level, yeah. right? They may not know that the declining value of the dollar encourages them to spend it rather than save it, 
But at the same time, we do have this society of people who aren't just spending dollars as fast as they can get them. They're spending dollars they Faster. don't even have. Right. Mm. Right. So they don't want the dollar. Maybe that's what's going on here is that just on this instinctual level, people realize they don't want the dollar. Got to get rid of this. They want the stuff the dollar can buy, and they want it now because the dollar is going to be worth less in six months. Yeah, I do wonder about that myself. If you want to weigh in here again, 603-283-6160. I do want to tell you about the BitBox. Uh, if you know somebody who's interested in cryptocurrency, they really like Bitcoin or Ethereum, for instance, you definitely want to turn them on to the BitBox. This would be uh, a good Christmas gift. It would be for those folks who, who again, value their privacy, value cryptocurrency, value open source, because the BitBox separates itself from a lot of the other hardware wallets out there by being 100% open source. And not only can you order your own over at box.freetalklive.com, get 5% off with code FTL, like Free Talk Live, but also we've been doing, we're going to be doing a giveaway tonight. And we've got, I think, what, one or two more of these things? To we do? have two more to give away. Yeah, so we, we've got a couple more that we're going to give away. We haven't figured out how we're going to do part two yet, but we're going to do the first one tonight. We've gotten some entries, some, you know, not quite two dozen entries. So it's going to be good odds for whoever it is it that is wins. Good odds. Yeah, somebody's going to win. And uh, it's going to be chosen tonight at 10.30, just after 10.30 Eastern time. We're going to do an episode of Freer Talk Live. That is our after show. It is internet only, which means we don't have to adhere to the FCC's regulations as far as what we can say so if you want to watch that you can tune us in over on our odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com that's tonight after 10 30 eastern time for freer talk live so we were talking about these different i will yeah i have the usernames of the people so whoever wins Great. you'll be contacted at social.freetalklive.com so hopefully you didn't just sign up and then you know log out and forget your credentials because <laughs> That's not going to get it to you. I have no other way of identifying right. any of these interests. So you're going to send them a direct message through social.freetalklive.com. Yes. All right. So, yeah, you know, I mean, some be... of them I actually can identify outside of the yes. social.freetalklive.com, like, yo, Eric Haley, or. Just to be clear, you don't have to be watching live to win. We're just going yes, to pick the winner and then we'll try to get in touch with you. Uh, so we've been it talking. It would be cool if they were watching live. Though. That would be awesome. I mean, the phones will be open. We'll be doing Free Talk Live. So, you know, feel free to call in. But uh, we've been talking about these services out there, and I was we got into layaway as this sort of thing of the past, basically. Now I don't know if it exists anywhere. At it this evolved. Point. Well, it evolved into this. It changed. Buy now, pay later thing. I don't know if that's an evolution as far as from the customer's perspective. It's actually we as we just learned here, Walmart, and I'm actually surprised that they did this because like. Walmart generally seems like if you look at the financial services Walmart offers, they generally try to be doing like a good thing for people who are of low income brackets. Like if you've ever gone into a Walmart and looked at the customer service desk where they offer money orders and uh, Walmart to Walmart transfers or whatever, sometimes it's like free. Yeah, it's super cheap. Yeah, I'd have to disagree because I worked for Walmart. Really? Well, they give you that whenever you apply, they're all like. You can get a Apply bonus to work at Walmart. Oh, okay. I thought you meant for like a credit card. Okay. Oh, you can get a bonus and it's based on how good your, you, your performance is. And yeah. I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a good worker or whatever. I'll get the bonus. Then they tell you it's based on how much shrink your department has. You're only mm. there a few weeks or days a week and people steal from Walmart constantly and it's not your fault and you never get the bonus ever. I don't think that not giving people bonuses for... People stealing in their department is necessarily not kind to poor I've shoppers. Never had one 
opportunity to stop a ceiling. Well, there, I, there probably is no bonus. I mean, that's probably something they just say, and they yeah. set the standards so high because they knew that no one would ever, you know, actually well, meet it. Oh, yeah, actually, I'm not talking the, about the shoppers. I'm talking about the employees. The last paragraph of this story. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, we're poor people. Yeah, that's true. People. I didn't consider that. Uh, well, okay, here's news for you, Bonnie. According to the very same story that I was reading about Walmart getting rid of layaway, uh, Walmart has recently undergone several company-wide changes, including raising its minimum wage, getting rid of its employee bonus program for our hourly workers. So hmm. that's gone at this point. Hmm. And opening... I can't imagine they were giving away too many bonuses anyway. No, probably not. And opening ghost kitchens, apparently, inside select stores. What does that mean? Strange. Uh, I wouldn't have expected Walmart to be doing it, but a ghost kitchen is like a kitchen that you can rent out, basically. So, like, let's say, for instance, uh, the local uh, restaurant here that serves delicious pho noodles called Pho Keen Great, right here in downtown Keen, that takes cryptocurrency and gold bags, apparently. Uh, that, I'm not uh, surprised to hear it. They close at, like, 9 o'clock at night or something like that. Well, let's say somebody wants to run a overnight delivery service, and uh, the owner of the restaurant wants to rent the kitchen out to a, a company doing that uh i th- think that's kind of what a ghost kitchen is basically uh as i understand it applebee's is doing this although it's with a subsidiary of their own company so i don't know if it's truly it's truly a, go- a ghost kitchen where they're selling um like wings out of applebee's or something like that and it's a quote-unquote different company but they're using applebee's kitchen oh like how there's a wing place uh, i can't remember what it's called inside some pizza huts it's like a know. different it restaurant called it, like Wingstop or something. Maybe. That may be exactly what I'm talking about, but uh, it's like a newer thing within the last few years. Ghost ghost kitchens. It's basically a kitchen renting out its its time, essentially. Which makes sense. I yeah. mean, if you're not going to be open 24-7 and you know that the people will clean up behind themselves or whatever and not, or not right. steal your product, makes sense. It's unused space. Let someone use it. So, uh, but but I, you know, I want to go further on this story to talk about what Walmart's done here because, like I like I was saying, from a from a user perspective, you talked about the employee the employees getting screwed by Walmart, yeah. which is a different thing. But <laughs> but then they give you like a ten percent off for some employee discount or something. Yeah, there was just not on food. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, that's all, that's what we got at Kmart too. Was just ten percent, but. Anyway, the point um, I wanted to make was like normally their financial services are pretty affordable. Like if you want to go send a money order, sometimes it's fifty cents and sometimes it's free. That's because they want people to come into their store. They want people to go shopping and like, oh, well, you need a money order. Well, maybe you'll go and buy some other stuff while you're in the store, and no big deal. Um, and to send Walmart to Walmart wasn't that expensive either. If you did like cash transfer between Walmart's, so that's why I'm surprised. And that, that they- was also instant. Yeah, and that's why I'm surprised. Well. I've got stories. Uh, but uh, that's why I'm surprised they teamed up with a company that's charging their customers 10 to 30% on buy now, pay later when there are companies doing it for no fee on the internet. That seems really predatory to me. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. That's 603-283-6160. We've been talking about these buy now, pay later programs that apparently are really taking off because even Walmart has signed on with one of these buy now, pay later companies. And arguably, they've signed on with what sounds like one of the worst 
I it mean, makes sense for for a bit from a business perspective though that Walmart would get rid of the layaway yes, system. It makes total sense to get rid of layaway and do one of these buy now pay later things where it's totally. no longer their problem. Yep. They just sell a product, they get paid for it, they don't have to store it, they right. don't have to process it. It's just a sale for them. Yeah. So it makes sense. Totally totally makes sense for Walmart, but why they went with a with a company that is hitting their customers for 10 to 30% APR, according to this. Now, obviously, that's nowhere near the apparently five to six hundred plus percent that some of the payday loan places hit people with. Six hundred and sixty-four percent APR on average. Yeah. So, I mean, no doubt, like that's lower than that. But by comparison, Bonnie, you were talking about Klarna and Afterpay, uh, these BNPL buy now pay later companies, where customers don't have to pay if they pay on time. There's no fee. When Plus, you, you have to services. be you have to be pre qualified, so there's probably a credit check at that. Yeah, at all, at this that is point, ugly. Why doesn't the consumer just use a credit card? Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. ugly. So That's true. let's talk about it here. But of course, we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. I do want to let you know about Intercoin, however. Uh, now, if you're looking for something that might change the face of crypto in the future, maybe it'll be Intercoin. Well, hard to really say. It's pretty early at this point. So you're definitely getting into a speculative uh, situation here. But the uh, the creator of Intercoin's got an interesting vision, and you can go to Intercoin.org to learn more about it. You can finally get the Intercoin investor token in a couple different places, xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. It's a centralized exchange, but they don't have know your customer requirements. You can just create an account and start trading with just an email address. Keep your privacy intact over at exmarkets.com. Get the ITR and Intercoin investor token there, and you can also get it on Uniswap. You'll find the Uniswap link on the front page of intercoin.org. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. We go to Mike. He's listening in Florida in the Ocala area. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, I'm just calling. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you for your program. I appreciate the the educational and entertainment value and even uh, how you, especially your, yourself, Ian, um, deal with people that are not the most um, congenial on the phone and talking to you. You, you give ways in how to communicate with somebody that's um, ugly in, the, in their attitude. But in, anyway, what I was calling Thanks. about is um, how to pronounce words and stuff you were you were discussing and pronouncing layaway down here in the South. I've lived yeah. in the South over half my life, but I kind of studied linguistics a little bit. Just, for instance, like the British folks in their accent, they hold their upper lip stiff, um, completely covering their front teeth, their upper front teeth, and they hold their upper lip stiff, and that's how they talk and get their accent. But in the mm. South, to get the proper accent to come out, you hold your tongue tightly against the the back of your bottom teeth. You, you put your, t- your tongue down there and you can properly get the sounds to come out. And you can say the word layaway. So that's, that's how it's, it comes about. I think it depends on what part of the South you're from because, you know, the, the way somebody talks, for instance, on the I, I'm from Florida as well, but I'm from the West Coast of Florida and so I'm not from real Florida. So you're going to get a different accent in Ocala, I think, than you're going to get from like where I grew up in Sarasota, uh, which doesn't have a heavy Southern accent in most places at all. But, you know, it just well, depends. I, 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 I definitely agree with that. And just, just, just like somebody from, from Mississippi or Arkansas or somebody way down in, in Louisiana, the, ca- the Cajun right. um, accent w- would be different. But the, the general idea is um, putting the, the tongue tightly up against the, the back. Uh, See, I've never feet. even re- – like- 
and you hold it there, and and it's easier to get the the sound to come out. That's that's interesting. I I uh, I never have yeah. noticed that being the case. What are you, you're looking skeptical here, Arya, as, as someone who grew and, up in and, Mississippi, and, and, I, and, and, <laughs> and it makes it sound like a, a baby talk when it's coming out. I'm just like like I said about the British accent. You put your 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 um your upper your mouth, lip. yeah. But, your upper lip covering your your upper teeth completely, but you hold it tightly. I mean, it's probably I mean, yeah, th- these these are probably yeah, true on certain sounds, is what I'm thinking. Maybe, but yeah, the it, accent it, has got it, it's a lot more complex than oh well, just put your tongue push your there. tongue against yeah. your bottom teeth and you'll sound like a southerner. Yeah, I mean it's it's not hard to add a southern drawl to uh, you know speaking, but I can't tell you where. That this particular draw is from. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, the, the, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's def- definitely some in- inflection and, and, yeah. and intonation. But I wasn't pressing my tongue against the front of my teeth at any no, point. No, no. That, that, that's, that. What, that, that, that's what I said. Uh, inflection and, and intonation be be those things involved in how the sound comes out. But, okay. yeah. It's just, just, just something for fun. All right, Mike. But I do appreciate <laughs> your programming and, and, and the, the topics and things. And, Thanks for the call tonight, man. I do appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, how do they pronounce layaway in Albuquerque? Oh, I I don't know. I'm still the the mixture of the Spanish accent local. I don't they don't I don't know what the how they do it. That but is a voice I, I haven't heard in a long time. I think it's been two and a half years, roughly. Yeah, since we went okay, to Fortfest that one year. Yeah. Okay, who's this? This is Aria. Who, who's Sarah. my fan? Aria. Okay, it's in, and then Mario. Okay. Yeah, let's okay, go with that. Okay, you remember me, right? Yes, and we you remember know? you very well, Sarah. You are one of the more memorable callers over the years. I will give you that. Well, I I talk about very important things like a brand new homeless shelter. They're going to build here in Albuquerque. It's called the Gateway Center. Okay. And it used to be a formal hospital. So... Um, it's going to be a 24-hour emergency center. I'm so excited because it's going to have actually uh, washing machines, you know, that it's going to have hookups. Right now, the homeless shelter is a jail turned into a homeless shelter. So it's got no kitchen. Uh, it has um, no laundry facilities. And you could get kicked out from washing out your socks in, in a um a sink and um, they and then they complain about coronavirus that the homeless people carry. It's a big issue, so so they get them hotel vouchers. So I'm really excited about this new homeless shelter. So it's something that have um, you spent time in a homeless shelter? Of course, okay. I, okay. I I told you I I've been homeless on and off for ten years and. I've been. I could not call the show because I was staying at that Westside shelter because I had problems at my apartment. I really didn't want to move out, and I was trying to get some sleep. So that's why I was out of commission for. Let's about go two back years, for but- just a moment, okay? I just want to take take me back to the problems at the apartment. Now, you, I believe, if I recall correctly, you were living in a welfare uh, apartment, right? Like you were living in government provided welfare apartments, correct? Well, it's a, it's a mixed income. They mm-hmm. it's market income, and they they, they do take no. Vouchers, it's not market income. Vouchers. But if you have if you have a certificate, they mm-hmm. will take you. And I only pay like I was paying two hundred three dollars one third of my income. And uh, now hold on a second, because eight, okay. if I I'm just maybe my memory's a little faulty here, but because it's been a couple years since you've called the show, but. 
You didn't right. really have like income in that you had a job. Because if I recall correctly, you told us you had not worked since you were like 17 years old and now you are retirement age, right? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I have turned 52. But okay. I cracked up when I was 18. I was in a mental hospital. Yep. And ever since then, I've been homeless for about 10 years. So when you say, hold when there's a great big <laughs> gap there between 18 she and 52. She on and off, right? Uh, okay. On and off right, homeless. Right, right. On, so, on and off. Yeah. So when you say you paid $200 of your income, you mean welfare, right? You're you're getting money from either the city of uh, of Albuquerque, welfare department, or some other state or federal welfare, right? Well, it's a it's a, it's called SSI supplemental income. Social Security. Se- Social money. Security SSI. Well, it's a disability. It's disability. Different. Social Security is Social Security. Right, it's right, right. a supplemental right, Security right. income. That's so you're getting. I'm just enjoying hearing Sarah completely try to dance away from the word welfare. welfare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so just to clarify, you're in a welfare house or you're in a house that takes welfare and they give used to be. Yeah. I, I well, moved now you're, out. Now, where are you now? I'm just, pay, I'm paying rent here with a roommate. I got a, I'm living in a trailer house with a roommate. So nice. I'm so happier you. here this way. Wow. So you're actually not with like an actual government run facility at the moment. Well, it's hard to explain, but you know what? It's actually a market rate. They will pay, if that apartment was going for 780 bucks if yep. you have money. But I have a voucher because I'm low income. Right, so and who gives you the voucher? Who gives you the voucher? The city? Well, you have to apply with a Section 8 um, through Albuquerque, or there's a Bernalillo County um, voucher. But, do you want to hold on to Sarah? Kind of. I, I do, too. I have Hang on, Sarah. More coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com free talk live this is free talk live and you can join us here you can bring up whatever you want we're kicking off the third hour of the program we spent a lot of the show talking about Holiday shopping, not so much directly holiday shopping, but the sort of the consequences of it where Americans are spending too much. They spend more than they have. They're using these these new newfangled services <laughs> called buy now, pay later. And like this is kind of replacing the idea of layaway. And now people are getting the product up front, which is good, right? 
but uh, the bad side is they're getting charged, in the case of the company that Walmart is dealing with, they're getting charged like 10 to 30% APR on this, which is like, you might as well just put it on the credit card at that point. So we can talk more about those things, financial intelligence, making good financial choices. Uh, you can join us here as well. Share your stories, your thoughts, whatever's on your mind as well. It's 603-283-6160. And then if we get the chance, we'll talk about Disney and China and the decision they made that's pretty disappointing i know aria you've got that story i hope we get a chance to get to it but your calls come first we're on the line with sarah in new mexico and uh, actually that's not sarah i'm gonna bring sarah back here sarah in new mexico are you still with us there sarah yes i'm used to waiting for eight minutes with the news and commercials so it's no problem (laughs) okay good well (laughs) i appreciate that aria you said you had some questions for sarah because we've been kind of catching up with sarah it's been more than two years since she's called into the show she used to be a very regular caller always calling about new government programs that she really loves and of course here on free talk live we really don't love the government in any way shape or form because we understand they're just a gang of criminals well they uh, haven't been very nice to us well i mean even if they were nice to us they're mean to other people who are peaceful and they harm people's lives. But Sarah sees the way that they help because she's receiving welfare uh, from them and she's she's all excited about like new roads and things like that. And she loves this new homeless shelter that they're going to be building there. So anyway, we've been catching up with Sarah because she spent some time in a, in a government homeless shelter, she was telling us. And we were just going over the fact that she used to be on uh, welfare, like at a welfare accepting house. She's now moved to a place where you actually have to pay rent and Ari, you had some questions for Sarah. Yeah, so Ian had asked you essentially whether or not this trailer that you live in now uses one of these voucher systems or if you have to pay the actual full amount of rent. No, um, no the trailer's paid off. The space rent is 350 so I have an agreement. I just help. I just pay $150 in rent and I help, and I help buy food. So he's okay. a friend of mine. Oh, okay. So, so you've got a fr- you've got a friend who already owns his own trailer, and by right. mo- by moving you in, he's lowering his his lot costs basically. Well, he likes me because I'm a woman. He likes to see I have a woman in the house more than anything else. Do you, are you good at like cleaning and cooking? Well, I I am quite good at cooking, but I did get kind of lazy about cleaning. But ah, I did okay. mop the floor today. Okay, all right. But he does get to see me naked. At the plus. <laughs> <laughs> so this yeah, is a, I guess that, is that's this why a, I'm one of the. I wasn't going to ask <laughs> this, but you've now brought it to made me have to ask it. Is this a sexual relationship? No, no, no. It's it's not. So you wouldn't he say he's your boy. Me. You wouldn't say he's your boyfriend. Uh, not really. Okay. Okay. uh, You just uh, aren't particularly shy with your body or whatever? Well, that's one of the perks that I get discount on my rent that way. Ah, okay. Nice. This, is, this is a nice agreement. Hey, I have an idea that might get you additional discounts. <laughs> <laughs> Whether that's legal or not, now that's another question. Well, it's not no, a payment did, in exchange for ask, services, right? But, it's just a discount. Yeah. Well... Well, know. I'm not going to go there, but I am excited <laughs> about the new homeless shelter, and we also have. A, but I, a before you go on on the homeless okay. shelter, I want to congratulate you, Sarah, on making an arrangement in the the free market or the relatively free market of off, you know, making an offer to somebody and, and a mutual agreement. 
voluntary agreement between you and and your roommate that you know you're benefiting him by being there he's benefiting you by giving you a place where you don't have to deal with the the welfare uh people oh yeah their noise um i think they were drug dealing or something like that they they make noise and run everybody out there's yeah. all kinds of you know the program when they take section eight well, I don't know it, rocky. but I know what you've told us, and you know it doesn't sound like a very nice place uh, to live where you used to live. So I, I just want to say congratulations on that. Kudos yeah. to you. Congratulations on making some positive changes in your life. That's wonderful. But looking at this story about that you brought up here, this Albuquerque City of Albuquerque Gateway Center, uh, as it was right. called, it was a former hospital. I guess did they go out of business? Did they close because COVID nineteen forced them to fire so much of their staff that they couldn't maintain <laughs> operation? Well, for some reason, I don't know what the reason is, but the the hospital did close down. Mm-hmm. But it's a way better situation than the jail. That's 25 miles out of town. It used to be a formal jail, so there's no kitchen. Mm. But this hospital has um, you could have a washing machine hookup. You could actually wash clothes. Yeah, you mentioned that. Hold the on, the, j- the old jail doesn't didn't have a kitchen. No, uh, you know what? All they had was a microwave. Wow! And then they put one microwave like ten. How the hell were they feeding the the, uh, the prisoners? Were they just getting takeout from some other kitchen? Like food deliveries every well, the, single day? The, the, they um, the prisoners they always had their food take uh, brought into them, and wow. then they always um, had their clothes. They only had their the jail uniform that was washed and gave to them. They never owned any of their own. clothes. So it sounds like there was like a. There was a one big kitchen in the jail and one bigger laundry room, but it was what the guards would the, the guards would cook or oh, whatever. I thought she was no, there was no, ja- no, no kitchen. There, there are no washing machine or kitchen at all. This is the that. worst oh. jail. I like that's a terrible. They were, like cooked. Sound. The food was cooked off site. That's what it sounds like. And brought, yeah. That sounds like the worst, uh, one of the worst jail environments possible. So you're saying that this hospital, it's got a kitchen, it's got laundry, it's going to be an upgrade for uh, for the homeless people. But do you think this is the best solution? Is to just give homeless people handouts and you know encourage them basically to stay poor? Well, you know the things that are always going to um, have help. Um, what they were looking at is that. They found out that San Antonio, the homeless shelter there, were one of the, the the best that they researched. And what they do is they take people in, and they if they need they have the psychiatrist there, they have the housing um, section aid, uh, social workers, and all the people that they need um, right there on the property. So whatever help they need, they're they're available. Medical uh, medical help. Uh, substances abuse help. The only problem here, Sarah, is that it's going to be run by the government. And so I'm immediately skeptical. And I thank you for calling in to share the story with us here tonight. Like Uh, you, you probably could get something like what she's describing from like the VA. Like, oh, well, they're going to give you, uh, they're going to have everything you need. That's what I'm saying. Uh, They're going to give you everything you need. Um, you know, psych- psychiatry and whatever. They give you and, pills, but all the pills. It's just that it never works out the way it's supposed to. People wait forever. They're you know in this huge backlogs because it's government and nobody has any incentive to work and be to a really good care in a lot of cases. Now, I'm not saying that everybody that works for the government is some sort of heartless bureaucrat. I think there really are people that do get into government work with the intention of trying to change things from the inside and eventually they, turn into a heartless bureaucrat. And they yeah, they lose their soul in that the process because government just strips that away. 
uh, from people. So and and so here you've got them taking over an old hospital, basically creating a new government program for homeless village, essentially. And I, which I mean, as far as government doing stuff, that's one of the least objectionable things they could be doing. But it's still government, and yes. they still suck at everything they do. So this is going to turn into an institution. It's going to be a huge, uh, expensive bureaucracy that all the taxpayers of Albuquerque have to pay for, and whether they like it or not, whether they support the programs that they're offering the homeless people or not. And that's the thing, is I give to the homeless shelter here in Keene, New Hampshire, the private homeless shelter. There's a privately run homeless shelter called 100 Nights. They take cryptocurrency, by the way. You can find them uh, over on CoinMap, and you can donate to their crypto if you want. But they actually offer homeless people services voluntarily. They are, they're all paid for you know, through donations from people. But they're only open the 120 coldest or the 100 coldest nights of the year. So they're not there round the clock 24-7. So anyway, we'll continue here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. That's 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live also sponsored by Freedoms Phoenix. That is where you can go and get the latest headlines, stories, and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty. Freedomsphoenix.com has that, and they have a daily dispatch, which allows you to stay up to date with science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state at freedomswithansphoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. As we go back to your phone calls and thoughts, coming up, we'll talk about what's happening in China, or rather with Disney and China here in a few moments but ian bonnie and uh, aria in the studio let's go first to mac he's watching us on d live mac you're on free talk live calling from colorado over 10 times aria over 10 times i've heard tim pool bring up your run for sheriff story okay wow that's really great uh, that when, is awesome news when is tim pool going to actually reach out to aria to, to interview her i mean i've reached out that's to him what i want to know or maybe uh, aria should reach out to tim pool i have reached out to him How? friends of mine that listen to him have reached out to him there's never been a response from him about it yeah i found out what, what his producer i found out what his producer's name was it's uh this girl i forget her name but i found her name on twitter so i have her uh, I, mm. I followed her on twitter uh, and Sour Patch Lids? That's her. Sour Patch Lids. I use Lydia. And I, I tried tweeting at her like, hey, you know, Aria is available for interview. And this was when you were running for uh, for mayor again or something like that. And Because I knew that they talked about her extensively during her run for sheriff. And, of course, now you've been arrested by the federal government due to the uh, the Crypto 6 situation. And they, they seem to be interested in cryptocurrency. Uh, Jeremy Kaufman name-dropped the Crypto 6 on the air when he was on uh, with Tim Tim Pool. And Tim Pool's been having on all these free staters. And they talked about, yeah, the free state project in I mean, general. Right, Tim Pool so. just recently on uh, Joe Rogan's show described yep. the free state project as, you know, they're winning. So, yeah. I mean, he's a huge 
fan of the Free State Project. But and- it's hard to get in touch with these guys. I mean, look, if you you got to think about it. There's probably a ton of messages in these people's yeah. inbox, right? Like these guys have millions of viewers on their i mean on their live stream they've got like a hundred thousand viewers right like we've got 10 <laughs> or maybe we're doing 30, better than 10 <laughs> maybe 40 on a really good night or something right like i'm just talking about video we've got more on the radio obviously we've got thousands of people listening on the radio uh but but you know when you've got that many people on the internet internet people are way more interactive like we don't have a bunch of people banging down our front door or you know sending us emails or whatever it's just different with a radio audience than it is with the internet audience internet audience is more interactive so i bet when these people open up their inbox it's probably just full of oh invite me on your show invite me on your show so if you know mac of a way to get aria more front and center in front of these folks uh to where we could like rattle their cage a little bit in a gentle manner and get their attention i'd I'd be interested in figuring out how to do it yeah i'd absolutely love to be on his Uh, show you can travel too Super chat on YouTube. That's the only thing I can think of. So throw some money at the at the YouTube. Actually, I think yeah. I was. I think they were. I don't know if it was them. I I remember listening to somebody complaining that I think it was them because they're they're popular enough. Like once you get too many uh, chats going on on YouTube, like too many super chats, like literally there's so many people throwing money at you because for listeners that don't know, a super chat, you have to pay at least like two or five bucks or something like that. And then it it sort of... It's a bigger comment on the screen. Yeah, it's like highlighted and it stays longer and it's like it's something that the host is more likely to see. I think they were complaining because if you get too many super chats, you can't even scroll back through them all. Like yeah. it just they just disappear, so they don't even like they. That don't was even... when they had like Alex Jones on, so it was probably going to be one of their biggest ones. Maybe. I mean, if you want to throw five bucks at this guy to get a super chat on there, more more power to you. Yeah, thanks. But if you do, it'd be great. I'm not going to yeah. do it, right? Well, eventually, maybe he'll drive up to New Hampshire. He'll bring his RV because they already did a podcast out of the RV with Joe Rogan and. Uh... I mean, he has oh, Luke yeah. Radowski on Blair quite White. regularly, and yeah. I know Luke, but there's still never been any sort of bridge formed there that would get me on Tim Pool's show. Maybe he'll come to Porkfest next year. They actually did say that on their show recently where they had Alex Jones and uh, Joe Rogan and Luke Radowski on the same show from that RV. They did say they were planning on, or Luke said that they were going to go up to Porkfest. I don't know if he gets to you know commit them to that. But it sounds like they are planning on on attending, so that might be the uh, the in that you need, where you can actually get physically get in front of them and get an intro from uh, from Luke or whatever. So hopefully that works out, uh, Mac. These are very very popular, you know, individuals on the internet, and it's just you know when you're running your own show and people are just slamming your your inbox with requests. I I don't blame somebody for just throwing up their hands and just saying, you know, I'm not going to read this just because, you know, they, I don't know. I suspect they don't have people, right? Like they probably, I, sure. I get the impression that they're doing this all themselves and they probably don't have like a secretary who reads all their emails and says, oh, well, this sounds like a good opportunity and here you should look at this. Uh, Mac, is was there anything else you wanted to share tonight? Oh, no, I just. It just sometimes it just felt like you guys didn't seem like you were trying, but I guess you guys are. So well, I mean, keep, keep ge- at it. Generally, I don't spend a lot of time trying to book anybody anywhere. I, I just I've got other things to do. But I know- did run for sheriff, and yeah. Ian, you've done all sorts of things to you know get the word out there. So I'm well. That's that was different. I mean, that was 
just normally on a standard basis, I'm not out there knocking on doors trying to book Free Talk Live hosts to do anything, really. Um, right, but, but you built a radio show that's on like yeah. 200 radio stations. I don't know how anyone can say, you know, it doesn't seem like you guys are really doing anything. Yeah, I don't Ian think calls radio stations. Well, before the raid, you called radio stations every single day. Yeah, I uh, I did. I actually have not been doing much of that recently. I've been doing other other things, but there's reasons for that. Thank you, Mac, for the call tonight. I do appreciate it. And anything you, you can do to get it in front of them, please feel free uh, and have them reach out. Aria at freetalklive.com, Ian at freetalklive.com. We'd be happy to uh, to get them on. I definitely appreciate the count as well, because I know he's mentioned me a fair number of times, but I didn't know how many. Right. And thank you for the call, Mac. Definitely appreciate it. I, I think it'd be great. I mean, these people are, are very well watched internet internet shows. In fact, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight on uh, the after show. So I don't want to get into it now. But uh, when we're on on Freer Talk Live, I've got some interesting numbers about the decline of cable television news specifically. So we'll share those tonight. Uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time is when we're going to kick that show off. We're going to be giving away the BitBox there as well. And maybe we'll uh, spitball about what we'll do for the second BitBox giveaway. And open phones, of course, internet only, which means if you want to say things you can't say on the radio, that will be the time for it. Let's go in the meanwhile to Tom. He's on the line in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Tom. You are very muffled right now. I cannot understand you. Much better. better? Much better. Go ahead. I tuned in on the radio later today, right before uh, the caller before last, and I I wanted to simply ask you one very important question, but you actually answered it uh, while I was on hold when you announced who your co-hosts were. Um, I uh, and by the way, this is 2021, correct? Last time I checked. Hold that thought, Tom. I, I'm not sure what you're working towards, but we're going to find out here in moments. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And you can join us and bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It's Free Talk Live. Open phones. If you want to join us here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Aria. We're going to go back to more of your calls and thoughts. You can bring up anything you want coming up. China and Disney, things are getting pretty ugly. We'll explain what's going on. Aria's got that story. At this rate, it may end up being a freer Talk Live topic. It may very well be. We're doing that tonight at 10.30 Eastern on our Odyssey channel over at video.freetalklive.com. That'll be the primary place to go and watch the show, although we'll be on the other platforms but we never know how long we're going to be on those platforms for you know maybe they'll especially pull us. on free or talk live yeah, maybe they'll pull us tonight who knows uh, but we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts let's talk first or back to tom i guess he never really got to to his point uh tom you're on free talk live what were you calling about tonight okay well thank you again for verifying that the hosts are who they are um if you would have said 
uh, you're with uh, Daryl and Mark, I, I, I think I, my panic attack would have gotten even worse. You see, when I tuned in tonight and heard Sarah, I've been having some health problems lately, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe I died and went to hell <laughs> and was in New Mexico, where, of course, all the pedestrians would be dead, and I guess the drivers <laughs> would be in jail, and my hell would be to listen to Sarah all day, every day, because she would be the only one left, <laughs> and the only radio program I could tune in would be Free Talk Live, but it would be always callers like Sarah, Dan from New York, your Auntie Fan Ann in Arizona, the lunatic. Um, oh, that guy. I, <laughs> I thought I thought that was that that was my hell. Um, <laughs> thank God for verifying that that I didn't die. Nope, she's still uh, she's still out there, and she's back after two and a half years of uh, of not calling the show. So does that know, mean your life is hell? I, I, you know, as as negative as you're being here, Tom, I welcome Sarah's calls. Uh, she has a different perspective than is typically found amongst our set of callers. Uh, we tend to have, you know, you're on conservative talk radio stations. You tend to have people from the right calling in uh, to the show. She brings a pretty lefty kind of pro-welfare, pro-government, everything government perspective. And, of course, we're total voluntarist, libertarian, you know, anarchist types here on Free Talk Live. So that just don't jibe with us. And it makes for, uh, I think it makes for overall pretty interesting conversations you're right at, at times she's had a few interesting calls but keep in mind this would have been all day every day right yeah it would be too much, be too much. And, and and the other her and the other two on the radio all the time just imagine now, sarah want, with her own talk show imagine three hours i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put that thought in my head now, uh, thank you again i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to go and uh, and get a smoke and some bad. All right, enjoy. So Thank you, Tom, for the call. Bid you a good evening. Thanks for the call, man. See, I expected him to say that he was worried that he like had a stroke and like woke up and it was three years in the Me past too. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Me too. Time, time warp. Uh, let's go to Richard. He's on the line in Albuquerque. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Uh, I caught the very end of uh, Sarah's call in and mm-hmm. To add somewhat to that, uh, lately on the news here in Albuquerque, they've been talking about all the businesses that advertise for help wanted. And yesterday, I was walking past a bus stop, and there was two homeless men at the bus stop and they had a, one of the homeless signs that says, homeless, uh, need help, God bless you, the usual uh, mm-hmm. homeless people signs. But one of the homeless men was telling the other one where to go to take the homeless sign that he had and where to stand at an intersection because... He said in a half hour's time, he had made close to $60, and that's all he wanted to make. Damn. Now, my point is, with why, well, with all the help wanted signs, why should people go to work when 
they can panhandle and make $60 in a half hour. That's time. a great I mean, question. When I was growing up, I read a story in some magazine about how, you know, attorneys would do this. They would get off work for the night. They would change into some, some nasty looking street clothes and they would go because they would make more money. <laughs> yeah. What? I knew somebody that worked at the temple in Salt Lake City and they had to kick out off these people who I don't know how they knew, but all of the staff knew that uh, they would panhandle right in front of the temple, mm-hmm. at the Mormon temple in Salt Lake City. And they were like actually rich guys that would go get in their, they would park their cars at like pay to park at their cars somewhere and walk Driving there. a Lexus or something like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, I've heard these stories too. Richard, great question tonight. Yeah, why why should somebody go and work for $15 an hour, you know, backbreaking uh, restaurant labor or whatever, and then when they can just go stand on the side of the road and make 50 bucks in a half an hour? I mean, it's, uh, it's a no-brainer, right? Well, it, it really is, and that's a coincidence that the young lady was mentioning the panhandlers in the Salt Lake Temple because I lived in Salt Lake two and a half years ago, and there was a woman that was right by the temple entrance gate, and she had a sign that said she was escaping domestic violence, Mm. and I watched people for probably close to three weeks, give this woman money that she was panhandling. And I don't know what she was saving her money for to escape her domestic violence because I watched people give her enough money she could have hired a limousine to have escaped her <laughs> she could have got the hell out of there right someplace else yeah that's a great point richard thanks for the call tonight i do appreciate hearing from you uh the number is 603-283-6160 and, and it's, it's all about pulling at people's heartstrings right like you got to have a good story and uh and, i mean if you don't have a sense of pride if you don't mind just you know asking strangers for handouts then it's probably an okay way to make a buck yeah but if you do have a sense of pride not really your thing. <laughs> At least those people who go on the side of the road in like Vegas and they do some kind of crazy tricks for money. At least they're, they're like giving. Something. They're giving you value, yeah. like meaning. They're giving a performance in the right. same yeah. way that a street musician or even a live band right. there is was giving a, a performance. There was a guy in the parking lot of the Walmart to bring his back around to what oh, we were talking yeah. about before. It, this was it was cold out. It was it was one of the fewer cold days last month, I think. Yeah. And uh, Bonnie and I were going on my my weekly uh, shopping trip approved by my federal handlers to go out to Walmart. And dude was out there with something I'd never seen before. It was like a violin, but it was an electric violin. It was was, cool. It was plugged into an amplifier and he was playing this violin out there and had, you know, had his little box set up and you could put money into it. Um, but he was sort of like at the back of the, or, you know, not not near the stores, but as far away from the stores as, as you can kind of get without getting to the, the Rite Aid. Right. So, so he was close to that street there. Yeah. That, okay. little in, that little inlet. And so like there weren't a whole bunch of cars near him. They were obviously cars parked closer to the store. So he had sort of plenty of space, but it was loud. Like as you came out of the, the Walmart, you could hear someone playing the violin. It was loudly. fun. There was like a fun ambiance walking in and out of your car at Walmart because it's just like so cool sounding like an electric violin. That was so cool. He was playing like yeah. a Sia song and it just sounded just like it, but really cool. Yeah. And so I walked up and, you know, gave him some cash and... And the AutoZone gift card that somebody had given me a while back. <laughs> 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 
Because <laughs> they were having trouble. Like he had a sign okay. up, you know, or a car broke down, or or whatever, something like that. Like we're on tough times. My family needs help, or or whatever. And like even if his family didn't need help, he was there playing in the parking lot. You're doing something cool. You're doing something original. Yeah. And uh, you know, I appreciate it. So. That's definitely different from panhandling. I would yeah, argue. totally different. That's, that's not panhandling at all. It's not the highest tier of, you know, doing a live show, but it's not the worst thing you can do to make a buck. I mean, it was a live show. He didn't yeah, have a venue. Just not the highest tier. Well, yeah. I mean, he wasn't at, like, you know, the Ritz right. or something like that. Uh, but he was a good player. 603-283-6160. You can join us here. we got time for you if you want to jump in in the remaining moments of the radio show of Free Talk Live. Coming up. This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here, bring up whatever you want, the number is 603-283-6160, we'll try to get you on the air, but if you don't get into our radio show tonight, we're doing the after show, which we call Freer Talk Live, at 10.30pm Eastern Time, so about a half an hour after the show, the radio show ends. We will begin over at video.freetalklive.com, that's our Odyssey channel. And what is Odyssey? Well, Odyssey is a competitor to those big corporate video streaming and video sharing services like YouTube, which have become quite evil over the years. Odyssey came from Library, which is a decentralized media sharing protocol that is uncensorable. And Odyssey is built on top of that to allow people to easily uh, share their videos and, in our case, stream and share. And uh, I really like the platform, and it's freedom-friendly, and we've never had any real issues with them in any way, shape, or form, except for they didn't want us to use topless photos for the topless, the ladies' topless episodes. Which the, was understandable. Yeah, on, on the little preview or whatever, right. so that's fine. Uh, but uh, so head over to video.freetalklive.com if you're not following us on Odyssey. Go ahead and create it, create an account because you you can't comment unless you create an account, and you know we wouldn't be able to read your comments on the air because we are going to be watching the chats uh, coming up. Because that's the, that's the thing It's like people want us to respond to chats during the radio show, and it's like, sorry, we're, we're so busy running this radio show. We have phone numbers you can yeah. call in. It's a talk show, so I do want to talk about like. New media versus old media tonight on on the show. We're also going to do a BitBox giveaway as well. Uh, so tune into that tonight, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time at video.freetalklive.com. Uh, we're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. But first, Bonnie, you've got some nobody quotes of the day that you've been doing over the last, I think this is the third day, fourth day in a row? I think it's the third day. Yeah, third day in a row of the uh, this new feature here on Free Talk Live. Our friend and co-host, Nobody uh, he was one of the Crypto Six, is one of the Crypto Six, was arrested along with you and me uh, and three other folks on uh, March 16th of this year in a terrible, awful raid uh, involving, you know, busted down doors and destroyed windows and a bunch of shouting men with men pointing guns at us and, you know, threatening our lives. Uh, pretty crazy. Generally an unpleasant experience. Yeah, pretty crazy stuff. And even crazier since then has been that nobody has been prohibited from expressing himself on broadcast radio, on streaming, on video, basically, I don't even think he can blog. I mean, it, depending on how you interpret the the bail conditions, he can't even tweet. He can't po- he can't post something. Yeah, he on can't our social... post anything public. Right. So Bonnie... on social media, correct. That's public. So correct. I, I don't know whether or not that would include a personal blog from him yeah, or what. The, the the restrictions don't say he can't send a letter to the editor, but 
you know, maybe they would not like it if he did. I mean, it's really not clear everything he can't do, but there are specific things he can't do, and one of them is being here on Free Talk Live or being interviewed at all on basically radio or television. But he has been on the show a lot, so there are lots of quotable moments. Yeah, and he's also uh, written some newsletters, and he's been, you know, he's a prolific guy. He's He's got a lot of quotes out there, and Bonnie, you've been collecting some of them, so here is one. And it is that all the wars are fought on behalf of the banks. The more people who use Bitcoin, the less power the government will have, and more people will see that they don't need the government. It's true. It's true. And that is a message that they don't want you to hear. They don't want you to know about Bitcoin. They don't want you to know about how it disempowers the state. And empowers you. I'm so glad that he added that last part to it, that people realize that they don't need the government or will realize that they don't need the government the more they get into Bitcoin. Yeah, because people don't realize it now. They they think of Mm -hmm. the government as just this sort of benevolent institution that protects them from murderers and rapists and you know the the evil brown people who want to invade them for whatever reason it's never clear why people think china wants to invade them or why al-qaeda wants to kill them or whatever but that's what they think right sure and only a small number of people realize that oh wait you know none of that's true if bitcoin was actually more prominent in society and the government was actually losing its financial control over the dollar and over gasoline and things like that, people would come to realize that the government actually isn't doing any of those things you believe it is. It's just dropping bombs on people. Yes, and uh, kudos to nobody. I hope we see him back here on the show sooner rather than later. We have no idea, though, when uh, these uh, bail conditions are going to be loosened up. So in the meantime, Bonnie, thanks to you for uh, taking the time to go through old nobody quotes and and find some stuff worth sharing and uh, again if you want to join the show here 603-283-6160 and speaking of cryptocurrency being a threat to the state did you hear about what hillary clinton has been saying no uh so yeah i didn't think you were on the show where we talked it was toward the end of uh of last week there's been two weeks in a row is she saying my husband was not friends with jeffrey epstein i don't think she's saying that uh, because probably I, hard to deny because that. they were both, I think, friends <laughs> with, uh, with Jeffrey Epstein. But uh, but what she has been saying is she's been straight up attacking cryptocurrency. And so God, that's good news. And I, and I realize we've already talked about this, but I just want to re- restate what she said, because it ties right into what nobody was saying here, where he says. The more people who use Bitcoin, the less power the government will have and the more people will see they don't need the government because it does disempower the state. And what she said in an interview with MSNBC, according to news.bitcoin.com, is, quote, I just don't think we have much time. And therefore, and therefore, I hope from everything I'm hearing from them that that's exactly what they're going to try to do. And what she's saying is... The Biden administration needs to regulate cryptocurrencies as soon as possible because, quote, I don't think we have much time. Well, they don't. That is really awesome. Like, that makes me feel really good that this woman, one of the top politicians. Reptilians. Yeah, one of the top evil human beings on the planet. She's worried. She's worried about cryptocurrency. As she should be. 
as the entire system should be. And just want to clarify another thing. It's interesting. She doesn't use the term Bitcoin in her quotes. She says, quote, imagine the combination of social media, the algorithms that drive social media, the amassing of ever larger sums of money through the control of certain cryptocurrency chains. She said, there are so many big questions the Biden administration must address. So she's worried about cryptocurrency as a whole, as a threat. It's That's not good. just Bitcoin anymore. So. She's really looked into it. She's also looking at it from a broader perspective of trying to solve all of these things, like the social media problem that they keep going on about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not trying to tie that into the Bitcoin thing. It's good. They're terrified. Good. They should be. Let's go to Major Payne. He's on the line in Michigan. Go ahead, Major Payne. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, I guess you've thrown so many biscuits in the fire here. I don't know where to touch on right Pick now. Pick one of them. I guess I'm going to go back to my original call. All right, you remember that cat that uh, drove through the dancing grandmas and whatnot in the Christmas parade in Wabashaw, Wisconsin? Or yeah, he, he like ran yeah. down 40 people or something like that. I thought that. a car did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is a good segue for what you guys was talking about. I think it was an SUV. Segways back because uh, people have lost heart in the media and the truth telling of it all. Because they're trying to say that the vehicle was at fault, but clearly. <laughs> This dude's social media account, he hated white people. He was out to get everybody he could. He was clearly swerving. Didn't he run down a little black girl, too, or something like that? Extra people. People that were jumping out of his way, he was trying to get. If you watch the video of this, but was, I mean, look, I haven't looked into, I haven't looked into this, you know, in, in a whole lot of detail, but I'm pretty sure he didn't like run down a whites only parade. Right? So, I mean, wasn't he just running everyone down? Yeah, he was. Yeah. But but the, the the whole precept that he was running from some uh, fleeing police from some knife fight or something, there was nobody chasing him. If somebody just this has a knife totally intent. and you this get into a car, tweaked. you're safe. Yeah. <laughs> right. This and dude you was the... tweaked. Just, just like two or three weeks before in the same vehicle, he had confronted his ex-baby mama. And punched her in the mouth. And when she wouldn't get in the car with him, he ran her over with the same damn vehicle. And then some libtard judge bailed him out for $1,000. You know, people keep bringing that up. Two weeks later, he kills... Let me correct a a quick misconception here. The point of bail is not to prevent further crime. It's to make sure the person shows shows up. up. That's it. Thank you, Major Payne, for the call tonight. I'm just looking here. I, I just remember I, I'd seen a picture of one of the victims, and she was like this little girl who was in the parade, one of the little, you know, she had, I don't know if she had an instrument or whatever, but her name is Jessalyn Torres. I mean, pretty sure she's Hispanic. So, I mean, I, maybe this she's guy didn't like... probably not, you know, British. Yeah, maybe this guy didn't like white people, but I'm pretty sure this was just an insane attack on human beings. Mm-hmm. So anyway, back at uh, 1030 Eastern Time, join us over at video.freetalklive.com for freer talk live. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow on the radio. Hey, you are going to love the movie Victimless Crime Spree. It's hilarious, heartwarming, and carries a ton of inspiring freedom messages. Feeling down about the lack of liberty in your life? You need to put on this film with some friends and have a good laugh. It's a true story about me and my friends in New Hampshire living free, singing, dancing, and getting arrested. Of course, it's all on video, and the bad guys, the cops, judges, bailiffs, and sheriffs, they all play their part like it's out of a movie or something. 
You would think we scripted the whole thing, but it's real life. Go ahead and have a watch, and if it's been a while, have another look. I guarantee you'll notice things now that you didn't notice before. And the best part is that you're going to walk away feeling a renewed sense of your own power. You are the master of your destiny, and you will be free in your lifetime. Victimless Crime Spree.